Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. I'm Delta Work and it's time for Very Delta. Candace Kane is here, but first, do you want to see me go off? Because I think you want to see me go off. Hit it! M. Oh. M. Mom! Are you a lady like me? Introspective, beautiful. Oh, are you intellectual like me? Beguiled by a bargain? You like wild times? Oh, like me? Are you serving the community like me? Well, if you are, then you must be Very Delta. I'm Delta Work, and this is Very Delta, a luxury public access podcast and YouTube talk show where I look gorgeous, speak extemporaneously, and invite fascinating people to sit on the couch and get Very Delta. Very Delta is for the woman who believed in Obape and wishes them nothing but the very best. But first, let's get into some things that are very Delta. Go off Delta! Why is red velvet cake? What is red velvet cake? Why are people so excited about red velvet cake? Red velvet cake is nothing. Why would food coloring make something your new favorite cake? Why has it got to be red? Like what's, it actually tastes less good than all the other. It actually tastes less like cake and less like dessert than all the other cakes. Why, why are, you know, this is a, this is like, I I went off about the, the, like a pizzuki. When you go to a restaurant and you get a pizzuki and they're like, here's a big cookie with a scoop of ice cream. Isn't this earth shattering? I venture to say that that is more earth shattering than a red velvet cake. And listen, I reserve the right to be completely wrong about this. I I don't think I am wrong, but I reserve the right if there's like some recipe from like the Himalayas or something that I don't know about. And like there's a certain redness that you get from a rock and then you add that in there and then it all meshes together. And this is like, you know, the. Only the real red velvet comes from the red velvet region of Idaho or something. Like, if that's the storyline, I'm willing to receive that. But from my experience, every time I've ever had red velvet or someone served me red velvet or I look at red velvet or I pull up a recipe, it's fucking food coloring and cream cheese frosting. And I don't even think people that are making this with cream cheese frosting are even using real cream cheese. I think they're getting the container of cream cheese flavored one, which I'm not going to knock because I love those no-bake jello cheesecakes. I'm not fooling myself into believing that it's a cheesecake from the cheesecake region of Philadelphia, but I am aware that it tastes good. But a red velvet cake, you cannot convince me that it tastes so much better than another cake or so much different or so much has such a different profile that it needs to be someone's favorite. You can, what, what am I missing? What am I missing about in my 48 years on this planet that I just, and listen, I have an appetite. I've been to a bakery. I've got a credit card and cash in my pocket. I'm willing to pay for the red velvet cake. And I have, I've tried. There is no different flavor. In fact, it reduces the flavor of a regular chocolate cake. I'm spitting. I'm so angry. I'm not angry. I'm annoyed. I'm not even really annoyed. I'm curious. I'm probably not even curious. I'm hungry. I'm not even hungry. I'm hangry. I'm hungry and angry. 
Stop telling people that your favorite cake is a red velvet cake. No, it's not. It is not. Like, I'm so confused. I need to be enlightened. I need to be, I need to understand what the flavor profile is that's so different that food coloring and frosting that can go on any cake makes it so different that it's someone's favorite. Their favorite is red velvet. I think that this is, I do. I think it was an Oprah thing. Is this been like, I don't know, red velvet cake has no properties as far as I know from my experience of 48 years of overeating sweets. It's not all that. Knock it off. It actually doesn't taste like anything. It tastes like below cake. It tastes like air. It tastes like, um, I don't know, eating a cake version of a packing peanut. Like, there's just nothing there. It's not like it's mildly sweet or, you know, when people bake something and they're like, oh, I love this because it's really not that sweet. I don't want to hear that. Like, I, I don't want to hear that this dessert doesn't get, I hear people go, oh, this dessert doesn't get on my nerves because it's not that sweet. Oh, bitch. Well, then why make it? Why are you making dessert if it's not that sweet? Like I get some people eat a plain cake donut because they want to dunk it in their coffee. And that's like a textural thing or whatever. I don't want to bring a, eat a, I don't want to eat a plain cake donut. Don't ever bring me a plain cake donut. I have no time for that. I don't keep in my bag like a gun of frosting and peanuts to put on a donut. I want it brought to me that way. So what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is the uh, red velvet cake, not only does it not taste like chocolate cake, it tastes like nothing. It tastes like that. Maybe the frosting is a thing just because you can change that on any of the cakes. If I told you a yellow cake with chocolate frosting was my favorite, you could tell me that a yellow cake with vanilla frosting on the top was your favorite. And I would say, yeah, because it tastes like a yellow cake. Like there is a difference in the taste of a yellow cake, a white cake, a chocolate cake, but a, a red velvet cake is just disguising itself. And in doing so is taking the flavor away. What's happening in that baking process as well. That is counteracting the actual sweetness from the chocolate cake. It's robbed. Like it's been taken away and it's being served to you. And everyone is convinced that like, Oh my gosh, this is so good. Why are we lying? What are we lying about? What? And you can't even say, I like it the way I like a chocolate cake. It doesn't taste like anything. There are dishes out there that are meant for dunking, right? I love pan dulce. I love, it's a Mexican sweet bread. And on top of it, it's got like pink or yellow or white or whatever. It's good. It is one of those, ver those, it's one of those things that is very mild in flavor, but you, you know what you're eating when you eat it. Of course you have to have them fresh or if they're a little bit not fresh, put them in the microwave for five seconds. It makes all the difference. But these are treats that are intended to be dunked in one of the many, these are intended to be dunked into one of the many hot drinks that are provided in culturally. So a coffee, a champurrado, uh, a hot chocolate, like they go together. But a red velvet cake, like no one's saying, oh, if red velvet's your favorite, you better make sure and dunk it in, uh, I don't know, cranberry juice. So that way it really amplifies the flavor and texture. No, when we say favorite cakes, they're supposed to be like eaten the way it is. And when you eat it, it tastes like nothing. It doesn't even taste mild. It tastes less than mild. It tastes like, I don't know, entering an empty closet. Like there's just nothing in there. There's no like, hello, hello, hello. Is there a flavor? Can I get a flavor profile? Like if you served that to me, I'm not going to be fucked up. I'm going to eat the cream cheese frosting off the top. And I'll just let you know that I'm taking in half the calories. But stop being so proud of red velvet when there's nothing to be proud of. Knock it off. I challenge Red Velvet Cake to come on this show, sit on this couch, 
get very, very Delta and convince me what is so good about it. If you're out there, Red Velvet, and you're listening to me, I'm telling you, you have an open invitation. I want you to come here and let me taste you. I want to eat you. I want to find out what is so great. What is so different? What are you so proud of? Why does everybody believe in you so much? It's not that I hate you. It's that I I don't understand why you're so anointed, why you're so loved. Like, what? What is happening? You leave me so empty. And I want you to fill me up. I want you to make me feel whole. Do you want to see me take a break? I think you want to see me take a break. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. Everything is online today, and Squarespace offers so many features to make your website so sleek and professional. I love to shop online, and I like to see how different small businesses and people have their websites set up. For me, it says a lot about how the customer service experience will play out based on a company's web design. I can always tell when a website is well-built and well-managed. It's the functionality and Squarespace has it. With Squarespace, you can book appointments through your site. They provide everything you need to manage your schedule, accept secure payments, send automatic reminders. You can have an online store. You can sell your products directly on your site. And they offer amazing analytics too, which is great for growing your business. You can learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are the most effective. So check out squarespace.com slash verydelta for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code verydelta, all one word, to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Actress, author, model, choreographer, showgirl, activist, hair dancer. The most beautiful woman in the world oh is here. And she's Candace Kane. Oh my God, Delta. You're so sweet. It's so true. Like <laughs> literally, literally my dream to have you here. Oh my God. Um, we were talking backstage um, and it did not dawn on me. One of my favorite movies ever is Tu Wong Fu. Uh-huh. Ever, 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 ever. I did not know how involved you were in the movie like I knew you were in the movie yeah but you were like seriously involved in the movie yeah I mean I was living in New York City and we heard rumors about a movie coming and it was about drag and this was just right when Rue had done supermodel Mm -hmm. and drag was starting to bubble up you know and we were so excited and I auditioned and with a ton of other girls and I didn't get uh, a part in the opening scene but Kenny Ortega wanted me to be his assistant mm-hmm. and uh, help with Patrick Swayze and kind of train him how to be a queen and walk and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I went to set every day and I helped with the choreography and it was like a total dream come true. I got my SAG card from it, oh which gosh. was like so hard back then if you yeah. were a queen. Um, and and being able to work suddenly in this like really big Hollywood movie, it was mm-hmm. it was amazing. And then do the ending scene. And oh right, the flowers, kind of the flowers, the red the flowers. Yeah, yeah, so pretty. It was so fun. When you're working with Patrick Swayze, was it like the fact that he's a dancer was is that something that like lends itself to easier? Not. Yeah. No. He his movement was great. Mm-hmm. So it was just trying to fem him up because you know he was trained as a guy and doing all his movement as a man. So it was just a matter of just trying to get him to not act. I mean, 
to not act like a straight man acting like a gay man doing drag right. was like the thing that that I was really focused on and trying to just make his movement natural. Mm-hmm. And well, he was so sweet. And I mean, all of the stars were amazing. And we really felt like we were part of this community while they were filming. Yeah. I mean, they really like for me, it was uh, such an important movie and it still is. Um and I remember thinking, like, I want to be like Vita Boheme. Like, I want, <laughs> but then I wanted to be a little bit like all of them. Totally, they were all they all had these strengths, and even I feel like it stands the test of time. And these were people that were like huge action stars at the right. time. All of them, all of them. Yeah, yeah. that was a, that's quite a lot to um, buy. We were off. all gagged with John. Because cause we were like, oh, girl, he could fall right into a New York City club right now. <laughs> completely. Yeah, completely. she was fierce. It was fun. What what fragrance are you wearing? I'm wearing a mixture of a rose fragrance and this uh, perfume that I got um, <laughs> on Etsy. Okay. Which is like a, an amber, like a like a deep amber, uh-huh. like mixed together. Yeah, it's very specific. Uh, mixing it. Uh, Sonique does that. Kylie okay. does that all the time. Oh, really? And that's her thing. She's like, I don't want anyone to smell like me. I have right. to, it has to be I need specific. my own little mixture. Yeah. But also, just really quickly, um, Julie Newmar was on set. And so it was such a magical thing meeting her and getting advice from her. And I came to visit L.A. and I got to go to her house and meet her son. And it was just like a... You know, seeing, you know, being around this like iconic Hollywood actress was really amazing, too. I remember she was on one of those lean stations when you're on set. You're oh, kind of my back, God. And everybody's milling around and she was just like this. And I was like, what are you doing? Oh, and she's pretty. like, well, as soon as the camera goes on, I like all the va- the blood to rush out of my hands so I don't have oh, any veins showing. It. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so brilliant. It is. It it's so too good. beautiful. Yeah. Julie Newmar, like it, totally like I, I think of Julie Newmar as like obviously an icon of like that really grand sort of um uh, specific and ritualistic about like the way that they do things. The way I love Tova Borgnine. Totally. Sort of like, uh, what's her name from Sixteen Candles? Uh, <laughs> Carol. Oh, oh, Carol Baker. Yeah. Carol Baker. Yeah. It's I find so that older I get, the more I'm. <laughs> becoming like that because you kind of know what your makeup wants to look like and your hair wants to make up right. look like so I find a lot of times now I'm just like oh I'll do my own makeup and I go yeah. to set like done because you know you know how to do your face yeah well you know I feel like I um, obviously knew of you from watching like wig stock and all of those things and I never knew that Along the lines, I would eventually know you and then work with you and then befriend you. And then all these years later, you know, we're being here. But you're someone that's always had your foot in kind of a little bit of everywhere. You you uh, are in front of the camera all the time and have always been. But you love being in a cabaret setting. Uh-huh. You can just get down and gritty and do a a, a, a Thursday night drag show somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's like just what strikes you. How do you decide when you want to do what you want to do? Um, well, my first love was the stage and and doing my Barracuda show for, you know, for so long right. um, and doing my one woman show there in New York. Drag in New York is different. You kind of have to be a solo artist there and you don't do usually you don't do like a cattlecade of girls. You right. know, you you hone your skills. And so I love being on stage and doing that. So that was always kind of my first love and dance. And then I wanted to, to I just wanted to do bigger things than a show at Barracuda Bar. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so I started auditioning for acting and stuff like that. So it, the, and then that became my love. So it was like, I was able to, um, scoot in through all the different worlds because even though I transitioned you know half the girls I know that do drag are trans and so I was able to scoot around and be able to have a foot in every door and feel confident enough to do it Mm -hmm. I guess yeah the confidence I was talking to to Bob the drag queen about confidence and that place where there's like confidence and arrogance and, and, and in my thought I would rather someone young be perceived as a little bit cocky and a little bit arrogant and then sort of like channel that into just confidence. I mean, to me, there's a big difference between confidence and cockiness. Mm -hmm. And I think that comes from just knowing your craft. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times, 
I love to see a little bit of cockiness with confidence, but I always like to see it when somebody knows what they're talking about. Sure. You know that what makes I mean? so much sense. And, and so, and somebody like you who has studied our craft for so many years, um, we can go into a room and we're confident because we know that we're not going to flail. We know that we're going to put on a good show and entertain people and talk to people and look people in the eyes, right. you know, and I think that's important. It is super important. Yeah. I'm staring at you and I'm thinking about, um, you know, if people look at you that maybe that maybe don't know you would look at you for an outward appearance. And of course, I mean, the archetype of beauty. Oh, my God. But... I always wonder, like, does Candace Kane, like, I, and I, th- I thought about this last night. Does Candace, like, ever wake up at, maybe take a nap and wake up at, like, 11 o'clock at night and go, I think I'm going to run down to the liquor store and get Doritos. I don't think you do that. <laughs> I don't think you could look the way you look and just do that. No, that is not true. Although I would never wake up in the at 11 and go get Doritos. I would like plan ahead and I would have Doritos. <laughs> what's your okay, house. what's your chip then? If you were going to 7 if we were going to 7-Eleven right now. And my chip? Yeah. So you're going to say like baked apple chips or something. No, I, I, I like I like a blue corn garden of Eden, you know, corn chip, something like that. But if I was going to get down and dirty, I think I would do like a Frito. OK, I like that Frito crunch. So it's even like a greasier version of the healthy option. Right. Like, OK. Although, although Taco Bell Dorito chips or uh-huh. taco flavor are pretty yeah. s- like pretty yummy are you gonna have that like if you're at a craft services what are you gonna get um i'm gonna get like some peanuts and maybe some popcorn okay and you know see there you go you're see <laughs> i knew this i knew this i knew this you're clean on the inside and out well i mean i like a glass of wine though so i don't know how clean i, <laughs> how clean I am wine is like recommended by doctors right totally yeah so you have to do that you have to do that <laughs> What okay, so what is like what would be like the dirtiest, sexiest way to eat a chip? Do you like lick the chip? Do you remember Doritos would sometimes have like extra powder on them? Would you ever lick the powder off of it or do you just devour the whole thing? I just one bite like those remember those Doritos commercials where they just go Uh-huh. Yeah, I like just the one crunch. Clean one. one clean crunch. Yeah. And then maybe a lip lick. If you oh. want to get sick, sexy, that's that's the sexy way to yeah, do it. Yeah, that's the bite. And then I... uh huh. Do it again. <laughs> do, do it there. See, I can't. See, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna bite it, and then I'm like, <laughs> that. That's how it ends up for me. I oh don't. Oh my gosh. You just. I think it's. I think with with people. Uh, I think that you can tell when people like sort of put on um, from their inspirations or from what they've seen. And I think with you, like your confidence and your sensual, I don't even want to say sexuality. There's just a sensuality to everything that you do and you can't help it. Does that have you always felt that way? Have you always been that way? Yeah, which was a problem when I was, you know, a little boy running around mm-hmm. Hawaii, you know, right. and being called Mahu and stuff like that. I just was always who I was, which was unapologetic about I was never one of those people that could hide who I was. I just had to be and come what may, I'd figure it out, you know. Yeah. But I always like I grew up watching Sid Charisse and singing in the rain and and, you know, and Margaret and all these amazing women that I just cre- I didn't even create. I, I emulated them. So I kind of became them the right. way I move and the way I hold myself. I think I think it was just so young that it's almost it's almost not like it wasn't a, a thoughtful thing. It was more like it was just inherently in me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're totally known for hit it. Where did that come from? Hit it! Um, I, <laughs> I was how hit it. It's always a little Sharon. I love that. Yeah, I would do it like obnoxiously loud though, okay. like uh, in the mic, so uh-huh. it would scare people. It was uh, so funny. I don't know. I think it was like I know that there was a moment in time when like Sherry Vine and I think Lady Bunny, we were all saying it. I say that I started it, but uh-huh. or in Jackie Beat too. Uh, I think Jackie B might claim it. Bunny, I mean, she has been around a long, 
long, long time. Uh huh. So I don't know. It just kind of happened that way. But I really create made it into a thing. Uh, you know, a moment after before every number, I would you know, Hit! and I would just do it different ways. <laughs> I think that's perfect because, you know, for, for when you're around a group of friends or colleagues or whatever, there's always like words that come up and you all say them. We also I have that with I people, people that I came up with. people coming up to me all the time. Like literally, I'll be at a gay event and people run, run up to me and be like, hey, oh, I love that. I know. It's kind of like a, a, a little theme. It's your thing. It's yeah. my thing. Well, you know, we and- happen to find here. I had no idea it was going to be here. Didn't even uh, think about it. What? Uh, there is a fan, actually. A motorized <gasps> oh. fan, if you will. Right here. And sometimes they show up like at your shows. You have no idea what's going to be on the set, no. right? You're I just mean, performing and then you try to give the crowd what they want. Everyone has a fan. Because they want you to hit it. I literally have a fan in my closet at home. <laughs> and occasionally I might whip it out just you might. to you you might. Know, have a moment, answer right. the door with a fan. Right. Kind of like... Like this one? Oh, my God. Kind of like that. Oh, it's everything. (laughs) I want to do that. (laughs) Okay. I don't know if it'll... (laughs) Should we try, Mark? Bring, bring, it's not even moving. It's so much fucking hairspray in here. (laughs) Not everybody gets to be Candace Kane. There's only one Candace Kane and I think that's plenty. Did you get it? are back with the gorgeous gorgeous Candace Kane. Um I mean it's it, it's happening now. You were born and raised in Hawaii. Yeah. And 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 it's a frightening time. Yeah, I wasn't born there, but most of my childhood was spent there. Yeah. And um so I'm a local girl from Maui and it's heartbreaking. My first job was in Lahaina. We went all the time because it was like the most exciting place Mm -hmm. on the island. Um, It's heartbreaking. It's the devastation is mind boggling, really. Like I'm so in my mind's eye. It's such a vibrant, beautiful um, place. And now it's completely gone. It will never come back. And I feel fortunate that I got to see it and be a part of it before that happened. But my major concern is with the the people of of Maui and mm-hmm. and how uh how are they going to be able to to deal with this this loss how are these 2000 families going to be uh, you know homed mm-hmm. um everything they had um was is gone so um I'm doing my best from here I'm sending out posts and trying to raise money my friend Amy Hanailii has a uh, has and her hui has a, a you know GoFundMe page that's trying to raise money for the community out there and I was just there three weeks ago wow. for a week and um, um, my family's house is in Haiku it's kind of the rainy side of the island so we weren't affected by the fires but Maui itself will be affected by the fires for many years to come yeah. Yeah, and I send an aloha to everyone there. You, you know, you take that spirit with you though all the time. The the, the idea of uh, of not just aloha, but the idea of um, of everywhere you go and every time you're around people, it it, it feels like a vacation. You feel like <laughs> vacation to people. You feel like the tropics. You feel like the sun. 
Do you feel that way all the time? Because that's how you make other people feel. Well, I love that. That is so like I I feel like myself. I don't feel, I don't realize that I make people feel that way, and I do feel that way. But I'm you know like everyone else. You mm-hmm. wake up and you're like, oh, this is wrong and that's wrong, and I got to do this and I have to work out and I have to you know sure. what I mean. So it's every for everyone. Um, life is is a trial, and you just find the best way to get through it. And for me, the best way of doing that is being positive and mm-hmm. trying to be loving. And mm-hmm. so I think that that that's what I want to emit. Right. It's. I mean, it is. It's one hundred percent what you emit. Do you? Uh, what are you working on right now? Like, what, what's happening right now that you are excited about? Well, besides the strike, actually, I I was at home at the beginning of the pandemic and we were all sequestered and I was lucky to have this beautiful home with a kind of desolate garden. So I started gardening and I started planting and I started creating my own personal Huntington gardens. And when it got to a point where people would come over masked, no. Um, And they were shocked. And I was like, you know what, I really want to do a show about gardening. And so I had met my friend Jacqueline shooting a a movie in Tennessee of all places. Uh Um, The week we finished the week that the, the, the country shut down. We started. I started talking about wanting to shoot this, uh, shoot this kind of, do it, you know, do it yourself DIY mm-hmm. garden show, and then my best friend Dana Davis came in, and we've we since have become writing partners, and she was like, let's make this more magical. So we created the show called Candace Kane's Secret Garden, and it's kind of a mix between Martha Stewart and Pee Wee's Playhouse. R.I.P. So So we have a cast of magical characters that live around my secret garden. And I go to people's houses and I do makeovers and I do like DIY segments at my own house. Um, And we're in post right now. And hopefully we're hoping that we have a buyer right now. It's in the works. So Mm -hmm. um, we're I'm just kind of like doing my own thing. Mm -hmm. Um, This industry is super hard. One, if you're trans, one, if you're over two, if you're over 40, um, three, if you know, you are a woman. Um, so I decided that I was going to write my own stuff and produce my own stuff. And I was lucky enough to find someone to pay for an entire season. So um, Kristen Carroll, who who paid for the season, my friend Jacqueline directed it, and I started it. And we cast, we did a casting call, we shot this, and so it's in post now. And so I'm really excited about How that. Cool I can, is that? yeah, it's really really fun. And when you mentioned Dana, like I met Dana one time with you, uh, we did this gig together at like a, a casino in San Diego, yeah. and you had Dana with you, yeah. and I was like. Wow. Like the two of you together are, it's fire. It's so fun because it ebbs and flows. There's like a quiet time. Then there's the inside joke time. Mm -hmm. And then there, I think at the time you were either going to, or had just, I think you were going to Spain together. Were you not? We were Uh for my, my, uh, my big birthday. Right. 40. Mm -hmm. And uh, it got canceled. Right. From from the pandemic. Right, right. And I had, you know, I had made all these plans and I had 30 people coming over a three week period. Uh-huh. I had spent, you know, but that got canceled. But uh, Dana was going to go. We were going to go together unless it's a different time where we were going to Rome together, which we did. And we had a lot of fun in Rome. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, I'm just saying. I feel like, and at that, t- especially that time when I was hearing the two of you carry on and have your conversations, yeah, I definitely felt like, like I've never watched Sex in the City. I know uh-huh. that's a sin, but I've never watched Wait, the show. Come on, I know I've seen part of the movie and I fell in love, and I was like, I should watch this, but I have a hard time n- committing to something and then thinking I'm going to miss an episode and I'm going to fall off track. Right, right, right. But when I was around the two of you, I thought. I'm around grown-ups like the and we're not far apart in age. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I'm around women who are experienced Hello. the conversations. I was like, oh, that's <laughs> what that's how you 
entertain men. <laughs> That's how you drink. Like I was going back to people. And I'm like, I was with Candace and her friend Dana, and you're not gonna believe they are so glamorous. Oh and you should gosh. see. And I mean, this is a pinky goes up when you drink, honey. Like <laughs> it was so pretty, and I was like, this is my first time. I've been around a million women, but this is my t- my first time being around ladies, women with experience. I've said to people, I- I've described the way I describe you to people. People is Candace Kane uh, and another woman I described this about is uh, my friend Maria Roman who was a guest here as well. Oh yeah, I said they look through men. I just feel <laughs> like you can look through. I love that, and it's not because you desire all men or or all women or or all anybody. You just I think you've seen and you know. I feel like mm. you have this arsenal in your brain of. I know that type. I know that type. I know that type. Totally. Do you feel like you've just experienced so many people that you can look through people? A hundred percent. Especially transamorous men are just, mm-hmm. they, we, I have them, I have a, we, Dan and I just wrote a movie called Chaser uh-huh. um, about transamorous men. And it, it, it really is kind of like a sex in the city that you never knew about. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a whole cast of, trans women in and out of clubs and having these moments and it's it's super fun i mean we were living in i moved to new york city in 91 Mm -hmm. and i think dana moved there in 92 from jersey so we kind of experienced sex like the the new york city the way they started doing uh filming sex in the city before it even it it even happened Mm -hmm. um and it was kind of a magical time then because you yeah. my favorite thing was there was no social media and right. that you if you were if you were going to make it, you had to go out every night. You had to put on a good show. It was all word of mouth. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to what people were watch you perform. They were in there and they were watching you and applauding. You heard clapping rather than, you know. You know what I mean? So I got to experience that. And I'm kind and I'm really thankful. I mean, I don't have hardly any pictures from back then, which is a travesty. Now, every time you go out, you have you're completely documented. And it's amazing. Now there there are gives and give and takes. But there are a few nights, you know, at Jackie 60s, which I'm very happy there wasn't a camera involved. (laughs) (laughs) Is there one in particular that you can like, I don't know sort of mad lib for us <laughs> well jackie 60 was kind of amazing because you had a whole you had such a difference of people you had your downtown club scene and you also had a bunch of wall street guys in suits mm. so it was really uh and foreign pe- people from different countries all over the world so you could always it was always kind of a known thing you could go there and meet a gentleman and uh you know i tended to go for a man in a suit of course you know yeah, discerning taste. Yeah. Discerning taste. Yeah. I like that. But I have to say, I enjoy being single now. Yeah. Yeah. You do. I do. I thought for the longest time you were successful if you were in a relationship. And I tried so hard and I went from relationship to relationship to relationship. But now I wake up every morning and I go make my coffee whenever I want. Mm-hmm. I make as much noise as I want. I go see friends. I have lovers. You know, I have a God, full so life. Pretty to say that. <laughs> I have lovers. She said it like this. I have lovers. There's just, and you're not even trying, Candace. I'm telling you, like this is, I, you know, I, this podcast, YouTube talk show, whatever, is like a worksheet for my life because I feel like I just come up and I'm fooling people into believing that I know what I'm talking about. And I don't. But I get to have friends come on here that, um, and I think there's people that you know in your life that maybe you don't see all the time, but when you do see them, you can pick up the conversation. And you you are exactly like that. Thank you. But I feel that way. And I am really, I really mean this. And I'm totally not kissing your ass, but I absolutely will. Like, you are just one of those people for so many of us because when I was coming up in drag you know we don't use this terminology anymore but when I was coming up in drag people would be like oh you you, you look like you know you look like a trans girl yeah you know and you would say oh my god like you would tell everybody can you believe they th- what they thought 
like I'm doing the right. I'm I'm right. Totally. I'm doing this. Yes. And of course, we know now what we did not know or realize or were taught then, which is respect for uh, any trans person or anyone anywhere is not based on passability or anything like that. Right. We don't dole out respect that way. But there was a time coming up that the closest th- the closest piece of approval you could get as a female impersonator right was looking was looking looking. you've had so much experience on drag race as a mentor yeah Uh, is that something that you would do would you ever be like a a, an actual seated judge is that something you think you could do or want to do um i would totally do it um i'm i would be i'm i'm not really good at reading i mean i'm good at reading when Mm -hmm. it you know but it's hard to sit there and judge drag uh, in a in a in a mean kind of way, I would right. be more like the more constructive criticism judge, you know, right. um, and telling ha- girls how they could, you know, help themselves. I've, a lot of the girls don't want to hear that though because they're young and they, and I, you know, I I remember being twenty two and going out in drag and nobody could tell me anything. Right. Um, but I would listen to people when they did because you couldn't really get away with that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would be uh, honest, but I wouldn't be cutting, you know. Mm-hmm. But I love Rue. I love the show. I loved being a part of it, being a choreographer on it, um, you know, judging, the, you know, before. So it's just a, it's kind of a legacy in our community, which it's been amazing Absolutely. to be a part of. Yeah. There's something I remember from an appearance uh, you were on as a, I guess, as a choreographer. And me and Raja talk about it sometimes. And we're like, remember when Candace was on and she had on, there were these shoes that had like three straps across the toes and maybe an ankle strap. But you also had sheer to waist black pantyhose on with those. <laughs> that for me is one of those things that I like lock into my brain and go, cunty. <laughs> sexy like (laughs) dirty sexy money like that is the moment because some people think like oh you can't do that you shouldn't do that you shouldn't wear this that is so sexy black i I was like this i have to incorporate this i have to wear this at least at one point in a picture i just want someone to see it because one of my icons wore that and i want to wear that and i want to project that to people let's take a break okay like that And we are back with Candace Kane. Um, this is the part of the podcast or talk show, yes. depending upon how people are uh, receiving it, that we um, open letters from viewers, listeners. Read me, Delta! I don't get to see these letters in advance. So really? sometimes, no, I don't. Um, they send them in and they all have beautiful um, stationery. Oh, this one's not even sealed. I think this one's been... I don't know. Something something might something's not be good. Something's been tam- yeah. it's been tampered with. It's been tampered with. <laughs> Normally, I use my letter opener, but I think if I don't have my letter opener with me, I use my lip brush. Oh, but I have so many letter openers. I don't know why I forget them sometimes. I love a good letter opener. Don't ever get old. Don't ever get old, or you'll you'll <laughs> I'm lose it. Trying. Dear Delta and gorgeous guest, what would a very Delta tattoo look like? A butterfly on the lower back, a Playboy bunny on the hip, tattooed eyebrows. Fancy script that says employees must wash hands before returning to work. Much love, Cole. A very Delta tattoo. Well, you know, the the emoji that is most related to uh, very Delta is the orange diamond. I don't know if you know this, but... um, I'm a, like I I really want to be in on the uh, the think tank that releases emojis every year because they release a few, and there's not a hairspray can emoji. There's not a blow dryer. Really, there is not um, yeah. a perfume bottle. Hmm. There's like these are important. I think wouldn't you you would use a hairspray can. Yes, for sure. Or even like a mechanical fan. Isn't there a whole process to get emojis like put up and created? Like you have to... Over and over and over, there's like 
a million different little shapes of a black box. There's big ones, small ones, right. one inside of another. I don't know why. Um, I would love a hairspray can. You need actually a mechanical fan. Oh my God. That would yes. be so you. That would be. That's very Candace. So what happened Come on, was. emoji. I need a fan. Yeah. We started just putting up like, I put up a list and I was like, why are there so many orange diamonds? What? Who is using an orange diamond? <laughs> and so then we just started using them every time we would post. So that's what you would do for a tattoo. Would be, yeah, I would probably do it behind my ear mm -hmm. so that people don't really get to see it. Right. <laughs> I don't have any tattoos. Do you have tattoos? I do not have tattoos. Do you have pierced ears? I do. You do. I actually recently, I always kind of wanted to get multiple piercings in my ears, but mm. I never did until like six months ago with Lena, uh -huh. um, DJ Lena. Uh -huh. And we got we got second piercings and then I got a conch. And all of the times of New York, I always felt like I had to be a certain way uh -huh. and be this glamour girl. And at a certain point, I was like, I want to start, you know, piercing some things. Yeah. Just the ears. <laughs> Just the ears. the ears. Yeah. Do they hurt when you do it? Yeah. Yeah. It's sore, but I mean, I've done electrolysis for five years, so uh -huh. that's pain. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I bet. Uh, I don't have but any piercings But I don't think I would either. do a tattoo. You have, you don't have, what about your, your ears? Yeah. No. So what I do is, um, and I share this every chance I get because <laughs> I want people to know that it's possible. I like to go into downtown mm -hmm. and I like to buy like big earrings. Like Santee. Yeah, Santee yeah. Alley. I like to buy those big, cheap dollar earrings. But then I like to go to the little, like, the boutique stores that have, like, all the jewelry on the wall that's not super expensive, but more than a dollar. Right. And I will buy whatever clip they have, and I'll cut the dangle off, and I'll put the expense or the cheapy one on the expensive clip. Because a lot of times you'll buy cheapy clip earrings, and they're just going to break immediately. Right. So, like, so is there a reason? Uh, I'm just afraid. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. like here, like this is a little cheapy thing, but then that was like a little, a little bit better. But, but the like dangle on it was only that after an hour, don't, don't they start, there's that, there's that clip on earring pain that is like no other. It, you don't feel pain, but then all of a sudden it's like, it slowly creeps up on you right. and then you release it. And then it's like, <sighs> right. You know, you, uh, you I've done, that? yes, I've done nothing to help my body. Um, <laughs> so I think I'm always in some level of pain all the time. <laughs> I think my body is always screaming out. Yeah. So I think that this is like is nothing. Okay. I, I don't think I would ever be able to feel it. You know I what I mean? I think that on your show, maybe you should get a piercer to come on your show. I mean, I, 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 I mean, might try it. That might be an idea. Does it have to be my ears? No, no. Yeah. No. Could I get a nose piercing? You oh, you would look so gorgeous really? in a nose piercing. But I always I want to pick my nose. What like how do I do you pick your nose sometimes? Yeah. No. Do I you pick think it in everybody picks their nose? But have you ever has, have you ever it. been in like in the car picking your nose no. and someone caught you? No. <laughs> you know better than that. I know better than that. Because you, you know there's cameras everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. No, this is on the couch watching television. Which Feel finger like would you use that that oh, one? Pinky. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You know, they say when you put on face cream that your uh, <laughs> ring fingers are the best ones to use around your eyes because they have the least amount of muscle. So you're going to like not tear your that area. Oh, interesting. Because they say this area around your eyes ring has the fingers. same like thickness and everything else as the um, skin around anyone's genitalia. Oh. Same sensitivity. Really? Yeah, so you have to do that. I don't know anybody that's masturbating with, <laughs> like this. Or like this. Right. Uh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I don't think anyone's doing that. No. But I mean, w I mean, we could convince people. <laughs> do you ever sell pictures of your feet? No. No? It's a thing I'm going to get into. Yeah. Um, go to feetfinder.com and there's three categories. Men, women, high heels. Amazing. I'm telling you, Candace. I love a scooty booty mule. Like when I watch Tu Wong Fu yeah. and I see Patrick Swayze running around in the mule. Yeah. There's something about a mule dangling off toes that's yeah. like, that's a thing that you see where you're like, ooh, yeah, I need that. Yeah. <laughs> so I've fallen in love with that. So, But I have tons of shoes that I never wear yeah. that are stunning. And I thought, what if there's somebody, you know, there's, there's people have proclivities. Uh, totally. And there are men out there. I was watching TikTok and this girl was like, 
I make, you know, five figures a year swimming. Yeah. I just film myself swimming. Yeah. And I have subscriptions and I'm like, oh, you can really do a subscription for anything. You can't. And, and have, especially if they don't know who's behind it. That's the mystery. So mm, I thought, mm, oh, right. I could corner a couple of markets here. I could corner the sort of BBW, CDTV <laughs> Who's in high heels and right. stockings, but all you ever see is the foot and the leg. So you can tell, like, you know, you can tell that somebody's a heavy hitter or not a heavy hitter based on a foot. So, you know, I could corner the market. I could be you like, could, oh my God, my God. You could be the queen of feet. I could. Yeah. And then you know what? I could afford that first class ticket. And I'm going to just tell you and Dana, guess what? Sorry, I'm on your flight. We're going to Spain. <laughs> And you know what we're doing? I we're love ass Spain. in Spain. Oh my god! I don't know what you're talking about. I know you don't. I'm gonna. I. 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 I know. I can. I can teach too. Doing. Just anyway. Listen. Um, <laughs> I was just in Madrid. And what happens in Madrid? I fell in love with Madrid. Uh huh. Like I was on Tinder in Madrid. Okay. And like all these men my age in suits. Fit bodies and just like, like gorgeous men. Mm -hmm. They were all over Tinder. Really? It's different in America. They're either 60 and out of shape mm -hmm. or 25. Right. You know. There's not somewhere in the middle. There's not somewhere in the middle here. And and did you were there were there sultry nights? Well, I went out on a on a date, which was so fun. Uh -huh. But I only had a couple of days there because I joined a whole group of people in Pamplona in northern Spain, and mm -hmm. it was magical. Did you drink a wine like this? Like, did you hold it like this when oh. you were, and like stir it a bit like that? And smell it. Uh huh. And like, just kind of like, did you let your hair be like this? Like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Were you looking this way? Like, did. That's yeah. how you do it. Right. I, I don't really lift it like that. I think it's more pinky. Con, pinky. Okay. Hold the stem. Mm -hmm. How Would you have a cognac ever? I do. I mean, I at my house, I created a full bar. Okay. What's in there? Everything. Uh, everything. A bar. Full it's bar. a bar. Yeah. It's like a coffee nook in the morning and a full bar at night. Oh, it's a speakeasy. You just it's a flip speakeasy. it. Okay. Yeah. Totally. I love that. Yeah. Wait, so you were in Madrid. If you, I always think about... You as the uh, actress replacing Kathleen Turner <gasps> in the third installment oh of God. Romancing the Stone, Jewel of the Nile, the, I don't know, the Eye of Madrid. The Eye of Madrid. Right? Oh, my God. Those are my favorite. Those those are some of my favorite movies Same of here. all time. So glamorous. Gene Wilder. Everything. Is everything. I love, love, love. Not the, Gene Wilder. Uh, what's um, his name? Um, her name's Joan Wilder. Joan Wilder. Joan Wilder is everything. Gene Wilder was great, too. Right. I loved him. I love you and Willy Wonka, but... <laughs> but Joan Wilder. Yeah. Yes. She, oh, like, she's so, she's so glamorous about that. Like, everything about her is this color of pink. Like, totally taupe and, and mauve and... Do you remember her yeah. jumping on the back of the moped with, like, the backless dress? And she, like, jumps on a boat. And, yes. like, I love all that. And I love, like, the full... Yes. Like the the top knot, like sexy. Oh, it's bun. right there. It's right like, there. Yeah. It goes like this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Well, and you're an author. Yeah. She's an author. She's an author. That I could see it. You're both blonde. You both are breathy. We're both mentally unstable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You both love men. <laughs> yes. From other countries. And adventure. And adventure. And travel. And I a mystery. It. A good mystery. I honestly didn't know that you loved those movies because oh I love them. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of those things where I'm like, oh my God, she's so glamorous. Who could do it? Candace would oh be my God. the next person in line. That? After the strike is over, producer. Yeah. We're, we speak this into existence. I don't know the name of the movie, but I'm just thinking because you're so connected to Spain. In this moment, it could yeah. be the eye of Spain. It could be, what else could it be? The, the eye, it doesn't matter. We have another letter. Okay. I, see, okay. I could just, I take this long walk and then <laughs> I don't really get there. You know what I mean? Totally. And people are like, cancel the ride. And it doesn't happen. <laughs> uh, dear Delta, and enter guest's name here. Oh. Okay. Well, that's general. First of all, Delta, I completely agree with your stance on peas. 
Uh, second, mm. where I live, mayonnaise or mayo with peanut sauce are common choices for dipping French fries. Oh, I never thought about that. In reference to your episode with Margaret Cho, which sauces which sauces are very Delta for French fries? From Amsterdam with love, very Danny. Oh my God, Amsterdam. Dipping French fries. I, I do like straight up ketchup. Me too. I love ketchup on French fries. I like to open maybe like three or four packets like if I'm going to have a, a a hamburger or a sandwich, I like to open up the wrapper uh-huh. and then I like to put some of the ketchup in the corner mm. and then have the French fries over here. Um, so ketchup is good for me. Sometimes I like Thousand Island dressing. Oh, Yeah. I don't like it on a salad, but I like mm. it as a dipping sauce. Okay. Some parts of the country call that fry sauce. Oh. Yeah. Do you dip your French fries in it? You don't eat French fries. I I do. I'm obsessed with Del Taco French fries. Oh. They're the best in the world. I know and you to have a veggie treat. burrito. And from... I have a veggie burrito. I know that about you. <laughs> I do know that. Yes. But no, it's only ketchup. Uh-huh. And peanut sauce. When I was I was in Amsterdam when I was in Amsterdam, I remember having French fries with the peanut dipping sauce and it was so good. That the sauce. So it was delicious. Mayo, I can't get around, and I can't eat mustard. It makes me physically ill. Oh, really? Yeah. What about Dijon mustard? Nothing. Nothing like that. Nothing. Nothing. Do you like spicy foods at all? I do. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Do you put mayonnaise on a sandwich? I do. What's your bread for a sandwich if you're going to go just buy a loaf of bread to have around home? Okay, so over the pandemic, I learned how to bake bread. Oh, this is even better. Yeah. So I will, the the night before... Mix up my recipe, uh-huh. let it rise overnight, and I'll bake it in the morning. And so I'll have a, and you can make focaccia with that or pizzas with it. Um, and so I'll bake bread usually when I have guests coming from, you know, to town or I'm having a dinner party or something. Mm-hmm. I'll always bake a loaf of French bread. It's beautiful. <sighs> it's really good. You know what? I need to become a millionaire. <laughs> So that I could pay you <laughs> to teach me how to live, oh how to stay gosh. alive. Because honestly, you know, I, I've said this before. Like when, when I see like super, super rich people that are like overweight or unhealthy or have like funny hair or whatever. I'm like, don't you have enough money to pay somebody to kick you in the ass? Totally. Like you have all that money. Right. Like you're like, I'm lazy because I'm the one who decides but if somebody else decided for me, <laughs> but you, if I was like around you, you're so, you make it all seem so glamorous. Why would you want to do something else? <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to make a loaf of bread and go, I'm so exhausted. I'm only going to have one slice of bread today. Like, and then you do that. And you really, that's all you need. If you think about it, you don't need more than that. No. And I usually, I don't have bread in that. Like I'm the person, if it's in the house, I'll eat it. Okay. So I just put healthy choices in the house. So I'm not tempted. That is so right. Yeah. That is so right. I was listening to a podcast where a lady that is like, she's like a trial attorney and she does some other stuff. She was, the guy was interviewing her and he said, what are you having for dinner? And she said, oh, I always make two eggs with three egg whites and I have this broccoli and I do this. And he's like, oh, what made you decide to eat that today? And she said, I make the same thing for dinner every single night because I make so many big decisions throughout the day. If I take the little decisions away from myself. It just becomes easier. Yeah. I don't get caught up in it. And I thought, that's really cool. That is really cool. That's why I was like, I want to incorporate that. One large pizza, (laughs) right? A two liter Diet Coke to counteract that. And if I, I heard if you stand up when you're eating, the calories go right through you. Right. Have you tried that? Walk. Walk and eat. Walk. Just around the house. Walk. Well, no, I could stand. That's okay. like an exercise. That's like calisthenics. You, you could you do squats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I would lo- I I would love to have like uh, be choreographed by you, but I couldn't because I wouldn't. I can't do anything. <laughs> do you? What do you do when people you try to choreograph people and they can't? They just can't move. Some people can't move. They can't. But you know, they can usually, especially queens, can do a step touch, uh-huh. and so. So that's the basic thing is just to do a step touch, a basic foot movement, and then try to do something with their arms so that it looks like there's something going on, you know. Vicky Vox always told me every, everyone can sing. They just have to find their song. But you're telling me not everybody can <laughs> no. dance. There's not a, there's not a dance and in those not feet. not everyone can sing. <laughs> 
I think that's true. You know, coming from Vicky, of course. Right, you know, right. She's going to say that. Yeah, she's going to encourage the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did not think that this was going to blow by this quick, but it oh did. God, Thank you really? for being here. This oh is super God. fun. Thank you for answering these letters with me. Peanut yeah. sauce, I will absolutely try. Yeah, it's really good. I don't know that I would cut it with mayonnaise. Mm-mm. I don't think I would do mayonnaise either. No. But I think a better idea is you go to Amsterdam and okay. try it there. I think if we're going to Amsterdam, we're dipping more than fries. <laughs> I mean, for sure, for sure. That's true. Thank you for being here. Oh, my God. I love you so much. And it's been such a joy becoming your friend over the years. Oh, thank you. And getting to know you because you're just a remar- remarkable person. Thank you. Oh, my God. That's so sweet. It's true. Still have to cut you a check for the first time you <laughs> made a compliment, but no. <laughs> Thank you all for listening and watching Very Delta. And hello to everyone on YouTube. Please subscribe to Mom Podcast so you don't miss an episode. Also search for Very Delta on your podcast apps where we come out every Monday, as well as right here on the Mom Podcast YouTube channel. And don't forget to subscribe to the Mom Plus of your choice for even more Delta. You can send all of your questions to readmedelta at gmail.com and you can follow me on Instagram at Delta Work. Where can everybody find you on social media? Uh, Candace Kane mm-hmm. at, on all, all, the, all the socials. C-A-N-D-A-S-C-A-Y-N-E. Could you have a show called Can Dance Kane? Can Dance Kane. Yeah, where you teach people. They'd have to come in with some sort of knowledge of dance. We don't want them to look crazy. I love that idea. I do too. I'm can dance. totally take it. Can, can dance. dance. That could be your fragrance. Oh my gosh. Dance. Or tundra. Ooh. I, that was a joke I used to say on stage because I get the fan and I put the mic in the fan. Uh huh. And it would be a. Yeah. And do my hair and then I'd be like. You love that. Tundra. Do you ever do your hair in the air conditioner in the car? It doesn't really give enough of a. I can always it find just gets like the ends. I can always find a lift. Yeah, you can. You can. I believe so. You can also follow the show on Instagram and TikTok at Very Delta because if you're not, you're really only getting half the Delta. Join me next week right here. And until then, make sure to keep things very Delta. This episode of Very Delta was brought to you by Orange Diamond, the official emoji of the Very Delta show. To listen to Very Delta one day early and ad-free, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcasts.plus. Very Delta is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Delta Work and produced by Mark Jacobs. Engineered by Margot Padilla and editing by Doug Robertson. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. 